Well, hello there. This is Michael. And Melissa. And this is Eminem on Mondays. And we are talking through uh, the last week of this series that uh, we uh, just completed here at The Edge uh, called Following the Way. And uh, yesterday we had talked about prayer, or I had talked about prayer, whether uh, you were listening or not. I talked about it. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, and so what we're talking about is just trying to see, you know, so so often we have this mindset of what prayer is and what it's not. And uh, so I just kind of want to, well, I, I'll ask Melissa, and even though we kind of know the answer, if you were listening <laughs> to yesterday, uh, yesterday was uh, how easy or difficult is it for you to pray? And why do you think that is? Why, you know, how hard, how difficult, what, you know, why, and then why? Um, I, for me, I don't think it's difficult to pray. Um, just because I tend to look at it more as like a, just an open conversation, open dialogue with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the reason why it's difficult for a lot of people is because they think that they don't know how to do it or that they are doing it wrong or that they don't know what to say or how to say it. You know, is there a special way or whatever? And so. Yeah, we overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we overcomplicate the conversation with God and, you know, we turn it into something that it's not. Right. Uh, so. I guess for those that are listening, uh, consider your prayer life is, is prayer more of an action or a way of life? I guess, you know, and, and so for you, and the same question is, is, a, is prayer an action or is it a way of life? You know, I found myself today as I was driving around going to take care of some of the tasks I had to do this morning, I found myself trying to, uh, spend more time talking with God, even as I was going from place to place, uh, just trying to avoid frustration or whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of, as I'm always running behind, which I seem to do most of my life. <laughs> um, I, I just trying to figure out how to, you know, how, do, how can I spend more time with God? What could I be doing to, uh, to increase my interaction there, but also make it as more of a point of life rather than just an action I do. Right. Um, I would say for me, it's probably more of a way of life. Um, For a long time, I even questioned that. You know, I always thought, what if something like tragic happened? Or what if I was in an emergency? Would I really turn to God? Would I, you know, pray to him for, you know, whatever the circumstances? And this is going to sound really funny, but we had, there was an instance one time when we were driving um, and... Uh, we, there was a gentleman who was walking in front of the car and we didn't see him at first and we slammed on our brakes. But the first thing I did was pray, but I prayed out loud in a yelling manner. Um, and it just kind of, you know, reminded me and kind of solidified that it is a way of life. Like my first reaction is to pray, not to do something else. Um, and I think that that's really kind of where you can start. What is your first reaction? It's prayer. Your last is that your last, is that your end all be all go to when nothing else is working? Or is that your first thing? Well, what does it say? Philippians four, six, right? Uh, do not worry about anything instead, pray about everything, right? Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's everything. What it will, what does that mean? Everything? Well, literally everything, you know, and I think so often we, we, uh, we don't pray about everything, right? We, no. we pray about some things. We go, I'm going to pray about that. Some things that are considered like big in our minds. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, yesterday I shared from the message, you know, the message Bible, which I usually don't use during service, but it was kind of so fitting. Oh, it was perfect. You know, so uh, here's what it says. It says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. 
just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage, the focus will shift from you to God and you will be able to sense his grace. What do you mm-hmm. think that that sense his grace means? What do you think that that means? I think that when you are willing to go to a place, whatever that looks like, you don't have to have this quote unquote prayer closet that you have designed in your home, although I want one now. Um, But even just in a room where you're alone or you're in the car by yourself or you take a drive and you go sit somewhere in the woods, when you are willing to sit before the Lord quiet and just listen and be, I just think that there's just this sense of peace and acceptance um, and just an unexplainable uh, just feeling of being able to kind of take a deep breath. Hmm. So are you are you associating grace with peace? You know, you're saying that like the grace of God, that this grace that you'll find the peace of God as well? Um, I would say, yeah, in some instances, you those two can be the same. Um, I think in order to feel God's grace, I think you have to understand what God's grace is. Mm. Well, you know, uh, I mean, we can talk about that another week. Not to week. take us like a whole nother way. Uh, but. We'll go on a different little <laughs> rabbit trail there. I, and, uh, but you know, grace is, is very hard to define. You yeah. know, a lot of people try to define grace as one singular thing, and it's, right. and it's more than that. Um, and so I think that we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that another week is what we'll do. <laughs> and so let's just kind of stay on topic here. I, I think that, um, well, let me, let me shift gears here. What part of the message was the most impactful for you? Although prayer is a daily part of my life, it's the lifestyle that I have, I don't think that I do enough of the getting away by myself in my quote-unquote prayer closet intentionally. So I think that that was probably the most impactful for me. Okay. I mean, I pray constantly throughout the day, but I need to be more diligent about setting aside specific time to pray. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at, so I was looking at First uh, Thessalonians, right, as we go into the, looking a little more into the message here, and I used three different translations this weekend, you know, so I used the NLT, the NIV, and the King James Version, mm-hmm. and I did that to kind of show the importance of this, and so when it says, in the NLT, it says, never stop praying, mm-hmm. and so, uh, and then in the NIV, it says, pray continually Mm -hmm. and then in the king james version it says pray without ceasing right so i I guess what i the reason why i bring that up how do you do those things how do you pray how do you never stop praying pray continually and pray without (laughs) ceasing all the time right because that's what really the 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 scripture is referencing to be able to do that all the time right um are you asking for my specific opinion or mm-hmm. in general? Okay. So the way that I would define that for myself is um, I don't know if any of you listeners have like a friend or two that you're like in constant communication with. You're either on the phone or texting. For me, I use Snapchat a lot. Um, but it's just like a constant dialogue that goes back and forth. Um, and it 
you know, it changes. It just depends on what I'm dealing with at that moment. Um, I think it's kind of like that where you're just in constant communication with the Lord. And sometimes you're just sharing your heart. Sometimes you're voicing a concern. Sometimes you're asking for guidance and direction. Sometimes somebody comes to mind and you feel like you need to pray for them. So you're praying for that person. Um, and so that's the way that I relate it to what, how I'm going to do it is, it's just it's just an open dialogue with God all the time, checking in, pouring my heart out, listening, things like that. Well, kind of that'll help us shift gears here a little bit then because, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that I talked about yesterday was as, as we read how Jesus told us how to pray. Jesus told us, you know, if, when you when you look at Luke and, and Luke, uh, I believe it's 11, it says it, we have the Lord's Prayer. And mm-hmm. so the Lord's Prayer comes out and he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray for your daily bread, your right. needs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, and so here's, let me, now let me share this from First John. First John 5, verses 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask for anything according to his will, mm-hmm. he hears us. Right. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that, we have what we have asked of him. Right. So what is his will, right? How do we define what his will is for our life and then go, I'm going to ask for that within his will, but I'm only going to ask for my needs. I think so often we get caught up in going, I'm going to ask to win the lotto. I'm going to ask to win the world series. I'm going to ask to win this. I'm going to ask to do that. But really he's saying, I want you to be a more, you know, it's saying consistently be in prayer for me. So I think that it's, you know, and make sure that you're, be in prayer with me, but make sure that you're always asking for your needs, making right. sure that you're always not realize that I'm going to provide those, but also make sure that you're asking for that. I, I think that we've turned God into like, I've used the analogy for yeah. years as that cosmic Coke, machi- cosmic Coke machine going, right. we push the button and we expect to get a Coke, you know, and, right. you, and you get mad, right? You know, you ever gone to a, you ever gone to a soda machine and you push the button and it spits out the wrong drink and you're like, yes. oh, you know, you know, so you get really upset about it. And so I think that's how we treat God sometimes. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, I think we have a tendency to just come before God and we almost, we almost just like want to go down this checkbox of things that aren't necessarily right, quote unquote, the way that we see them in our life. Um, and we expect God to, um, fix all of those or, um, change the outcome of all of those. And we don't, Think about the fact that sometimes things happen because God needs to use a certain circumstance to reach us. Um, Or, you know, sometimes us winning the lotto is not part of God's plan. You know, I think that if most of us won the lotto, we would be totally greedy and selfish. We wouldn't give back to God what's his. So I think that we have to remember that ultimately um, what is in God's will is for us to love him and to serve him, um, for us to... um, go out and for us to make disciples, for us to share the gospel. Like we have to live that great commission, the great commandment to its full effect. And as long as our prayers are going to um, serve that purpose, then we're on the right track. Hmm. Well, so why does he say when you ask for whatever you need, and if you ask for it within my will, that I will give it to you. Why does he say that? Mm-hmm. To check us. Like we have to we have to realize like this list of things that we are spewing off to him, is it 
Is it his heart? Are we, is our heart aligned with his? Because if it's not, then we're just being selfish. Mm-hmm. So we can go back to Philippians four verses six and seven. So in the NIV, it reads like this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. present your request to God and he, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you? I feel like you're, I feel like there's a deeper question there. <laughs> not, not a deeper question, but you know what I'm really trying to accomplish through this. Cause a lot of times for me, I may have an opinion and I may, and I usually share that, right? I have, I have, you know, the floor for, you know, as long as I want really on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday mornings, nobody, yeah. nobody ever comes up and says, you should stop now. Right. So I get to share my opinion all uh, that whole time. And really with this, this gives a better opportunity for somebody to go, well, this is what it means to me. And this is what I see here. And this is, you know, because. Okay. So I think that what it means is God wants us to come before him with whatever is on our hearts, regardless if it aligns with his will or not, because his desire is to have a relationship with us. That's the reason why we're created to be in a relationship with him. And if we don't feel like we can go before the Lord, and spill our guts or share whatever we're thinking, um, then it, then that relationship is not being fostered. But if we are willing to go before him and share whatever our anxieties are, then he can then come in and fill those holes, those empty spaces, those hurt spaces. So that way we don't have to be anxious about anything. We can literally pass the burden to him um, and, and be able to experience the peace that only he can give. So are you, are you saying we should stop buying Cosmo and Corvettes, you know, because that's what guys, guys do, right? They're insecurities. They buy a Corvette. Women get insecurities through reading Cosmo and we should be spending more time with God going, here's my insecurities. Here's where I'm at and saving money. Is that what you're you know kind of sharing there as well? Well, I don't read Cosmo. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And you don't have a Corvette. <laughs> but, I mean, I would say, yes, that there's some truth to that statement. I mean, we have to know who we are. What is our identity in Christ? Who does he say that we are? And if we can know what he says and truly believe what he says and replace all the lies and insecurities and fears that we are gaining from this world and replace them with the truth of what his word says, then ideally we would all be amazing. <laughs> do you, uh, do you ever, do you have a time that you're willing to share mm. where you felt that you were tempted to stop praying? Like, you know, maybe, maybe it was a squirrel ran by, maybe there was a sound, maybe the, maybe your phone made the, the proverbial Facebook ding or the, the Snapchat ding to where you were in the middle of prayer, but all of a sudden I was like, I gotta, I gotta see who that is. That might be more important than my time with God. Oh, ouch. Um, I will be truthful, and that probably happens a lot because it's like squirrel. Um, But I would say probably the most often is like at night when I say my prayers before I go to sleep. Because if you know me, I love love to sleep. Like naps are amazing. Um, And so when I lay down and I pray... And I'm like, man, I'm so tired. Sometimes it's just like, okay, God, that's what I got. Good night. Like, that's it. When really there's probably more that I should share. There's more people that I should be praying for. 
But yes, absolutely, I would say, yeah. So what do you learn as a result of that? Um, well, I think that it really comes down to priority. Hmm. Where is your priority? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, I can wait five more minutes to go to sleep or I can wait five more minutes to check my phone because obviously if I'm in communication with God, then he should be my priority, Mm. not anything else. That's true. Uh, I'm looking uh, just kind of at some of my notes. And and so one of the questions that I I ask, but I didn't ask during service yesterday, it's it you know so in Matthew six six it says Jesus asks us to find his quiet place and the place to be able to really experience God's presence, but how does this request compare to the way you usually come to God? You know, so currently, what how are you currently coming to God? Do you find that you're coming to God at a, in a place of peace, or do you come to God in a place of chaos? You know, is it like? <laughs> You know, am I showing up going, oh, my God, the house is on fire, God, put it out. Or do I show up and go, God, mm, you know, I mean, just kind of in that zen um. moment. Mm, you know, are you showing up there or are you like, oh, my gosh, it's, you know, the, the, the end is here. Right. You know, I mean, and so. I would say that I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I would say that there's definitely times when I come before the Lord and I'm like, okay, God, what in the world is happening right now? Why do I feel like I can't focus? I'm overwhelmed. I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I don't even know how to proceed. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, Lord, I totally, I felt that. Or, oh, thank you so much for placing that person on my heart. Obviously, they need prayer. And now I just need to spend some time and just lift them up. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, God, look at that sunrise. It's so amazing. Oh, today's going to be such a good day. And then other times I'm like, all over the board where I'm like feeling oh god look at that sunset oh my gosh I can't believe that driver just cut me off you know what I mean like you're I feel like a lot of us are probably in the middle somewhere if not more on the side of chaos so let me ask this question then what changes do you need to make in order to be more like Jesus in prayer I think it goes back to what I said before just making sure that you're setting aside that intentional time every day well, I, I think, but it says to be in prayer continually. Yes. So how do you, so how do you get, so like Jesus, Jesus definitely had those times where he was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going right. to go spend some time yes. with God. Yes. So I think that there's that, right? You got to set a time, start apart the time, go spend time and go, you know, hey, I got to go to my prayer closet. I got to go to my, you know, I mean, we see Jesus goes to the desert. Jesus goes to the woods. Jesus goes into a garden. Jesus goes to different places. And yes. so it's not a, it's not. It's not necessarily going, well, I got to go make this special room and I got to have the right pillows. And, I gotta, and that's not what we're talking about here. Even though that sounds amazing. But <laughs> Jesus, Jesus had a time that was set apart, but the, the scripture still tells us pray without ceasing, pray yeah. continually. And so how do we, how do we have that time of prayer? Cause I don't think that Jesus ever ever shared like this like i don't ever, i don't care what was happening you know I mean, the evidence of it is a little girl is dying and jesus still isn't rushed right, right? yeah so jesus it, there's never like i gotta knock this 30 second prayer out real quick because because <laughs> this little girl's dying and even then jesus is like mm, i'll get there yeah it's fine and don't worry about it she's just sleeping yeah, don't worry it's good 
No, no, no. She's dead. She ain't breathing. Yeah, she's sleeping. I'll be there soon. It's a real deep sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just really what it is. And so yeah. it's not. So Jesus, you know, if you're going to be like Jesus, it has to be calm. It has to be you know, almost cool. I, I almost think that Jesus was like, had the, like the, 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 the voice of, you, you know, I mean, if you think about like, uh, you know, it's, uh, why can't I even think of his name? My now? favorite Jesus voice, like that, like listening to the Bible app and stuff like, like Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah. You know, like if it's Morgan Freeman, yes. like, could you imagine, you, you, do you think chill. Morgan, how Morgan. do you think Morgan Freeman's name, it, like when, if you speed him up to Alvin and the chipmunk speed, oh, you know, no. does it, it, it doesn't. So I think that Jesus, I think that if you think about Jesus, Jesus had a, I think he had more of that Morgan Freeman tone. That's just kind of, like just kind of rolled with it. And yeah. Just, you know, and, and come on, and, use your deep voice. You can do it. Was, <laughs> you're you're gonna trying, laugh now. Huh? I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to do a Morgan Freeman. You're and not I, gonna I don't, be able I don't to. Think I, I don't think I have that within me. No, but you but, have a deep like. Mm. I do have a. I have a deep <laughs> voice, but I mean, if you think that that if you go, you know, I think that not that I think that Jesus had a deep voice. I don't think. I don't think the nature of the people that were there had are they're they're talking in that big baritone voice. No. But I do think that when Jesus talked, people could hear, right? Yes. They listened to him. So just think about this. You know, he fed 5,000. Well, they heard him. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any amplified sound. So they were, <laughs> I don't know what they were hearing, but, right. uh, you know, I, I mean, so. So to answer your original question, besides hearing Morgan Freeman in my brain, um, I think it's just going to, it's going to take creating a habit every day um and knowing that there's no specific special terminology that you have to use in order to open dialogue with god if you watch the message um from yesterday i shared at the very end um an experience i had with my son while we were traveling this week and we our family except for my husband we are very nervous flyers we get very anxious um and so Michael sat, sits with me and Haley sits with Mike. And so before our flights this week, you know, Michael asked for us to pray. And so we were praying and then um, then he was okay. Well, our last flight home, he was like, Mom, can we pray? And I said, buddy, I think you should do it. Why don't you do it? Well, I don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to say anything special, dude. Whatever God puts on your heart, that's what you, what, that's what you bring before him. And I there's like... So much truth in that statement, and I said it, so of course there's truth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there is so much truth there. Like, you don't have to say anything specific. You don't have to use any sort of amazing big words. It's literally whatever God puts on your heart. Whatever it is that you are feeling, whatever troubles you have, whatever anxieties you have, whatever joy you're feeling, like, that's what you're talking to your best friend, your mm-hmm. heavenly father, your protector, like, all of those different individuals that you have in your life, God encompasses all of them. And so you get to have this amazing conversation with him nonstop every single day, all day long. And that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. It is. And it should be right. You know, we overcomplicate it. Well, we are at minute 24. And so I feel like these go so fast. They do. They, you know, that's kind of the, when you have fun, things go fast, right? It's just what <laughs> happens. You know, it's like, uh, we're having a good time laughing and joking, talking about Morgan Freeman. Yes. And, uh, and, and here we are, uh, 24 minutes later and we're going, wow, we could, uh, we, we, we you know, we could keep going. Um, but <laughs> we want to make these bite size to where people actually consume them. Right. You know, yes. it's. You know, when nobody eats one Hershey kiss, you know, they want to, you know, cause they're bite sized, right? And so they, they, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, and it takes time to unravel and 
that's the same thing that happened here. It took time to unravel, and yeah. uh, now you're ready to consume another one. So go back and listen to episode one, maybe episode two. There is no episode three because we were in South Carolina. We were and, on an airplane. You know, we were on an airplane. So uh, <laughs> here's episode four, which is really episode three now. But uh, you can go back and listen to the first two and uh, and kind of share, spend, and share subscribe. Uh, subscribe, maybe maybe uh, share it to a friend. I, um, you know, it's... Uh, we believe that uh, we're going to reach some people through this, and it's going to take your help to do it. Yes. And so uh, we are grateful for that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to pray for us. And uh, oh, you and don't want me to pray? No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wrap this. I'm trying to wrap this up, and I know that if I give you this, we'll be at minute sixty here before long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Father, forgive us for the times we've overcomplicated prayer. Remind us that when we pray, we are experiencing you. Give us forget, give us focus and confidence and faith when we pray and help us view prayer as not just an action, but as a way of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Like, subscribe, share, and uh, we cannot wait to see you or have you listened to us or have you subscribed to, to this you know, podcast. Or, yes. And we are on, on the, the edge, edge together. together.